In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then the rich man cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. This is the word of the Lord. You want to confess that you are saved by faith and not by works. But the Athanasian Creed recited last week would seem to speak differently to you. At the coming of Christ, all men will rise again with their bodies and shall give account for their own works. And they that have done good shall go into life everlasting, and they that have done evil into everlasting fire. You want to believe that faith alone will suffice. But the parable spoken by Jesus today seems to speak to the contrary. A rich man burns without water even to cool his tongue for how he lived. And a man of destitution and desperation is brought to Abraham's bosom. Him, without having lived well either. Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. You balk at works, because you have been conditioned to do so. But dear children, works does not mean works righteousness. Fear not the language of works, for to you, the language of works is the language of love and the language of faith. Do not confuse works with works righteousness. One is the natural byproduct of faith, a requirement of Christian living. And the other is an idolatrous and misplaced True faith makes you pious before God. Love makes you pious before men and also before God. In all other things, God can overlook. But in these two, he insists that they are to be held literally and strictly. These two things he does most strictly demand. As St. John writes, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? You have also heard from Jesus, if you love me, keep my commandments. The descendants of Abraham 
outnumber the stars in heaven, according to the promise of God. But to be called a child of Abraham is not enough to fulfill the promise of God. The parable of Lazarus and Dives, the name that preaches, for it simply means rich, is a parable of judgment. This judgment comes to all children of Abraham without regard for status. To one, it is a terrible thing of torment as the reality of God's wrath against sin consumes those who have sought to live apart from the forgiveness of Christ. To the other, it is a thing of comfort, as the blood of Christ pleads before the heavenly throne to merit a decree of innocence. What, then, is the sin of Dives? For what is he condemned? As you seek to consider this question, look not at the outward acts of this rich man, but instead look at his heart. True faith makes one pious before God, desiring to do all that God commands, to live in Christ in humility and to receive from him all things and to accept the burden that accompanies the pious heart and the deeds of the pious hands. Dives is not condemned for eating sumptuously, for having money, or for wearing fine robes. He is condemned for putting his faith in such things. For where unbelief is, there man falls upon worldly good cleaves to it, seeks after it, and has no rest until he finds it. Like a gluttonous hedonist, Dives fared sumptuously every day, worshipping at the temple of his wants, pouring libations to the gods of his desires, and hardening his heart to the truth of the gospel. As he burns in torment in Hades, he has received his heart's desire to hunger after lusts for eternity. There he resides, installed in hell in the torment of his burning perpetual hunger. Here, however, he can never obtain the satisfaction for this hunger. In true faith, loving God and all that he would have you do, you also must love your brother. This commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Like the teacher of the law, you yet seek to escape this love, and to justify yourself before God as being good enough. Who is my brother, you ask? For I have loved him, who I believe to be my brother. I believe I have done satisfactorily. I am saved by faith and not by works. 
If you truly believe that you have done satisfactorily, you may rest assured you have not. The heart of faith and love in Christ sees itself for what it is. Repentance must force you to examine yourself and see the reality that you have not loved as you ought and have not done as you ought. The Christian heart understands that it can never attain perfection in its works, but that it does not mean it strives toward perfection and betterment. Who is your brother, you child of Abraham? Look around you here in the community and in the world. God has kept his promise to Abraham. His descendants do indeed outnumber the stars of the heavens. All of these are your brothers. All of these are Brother Lazarus at your doorstep. The goods you possess in this life are not yours over which to lord yourselves. You are not lords of your own houses, masters of your own coin, or rulers of your own time. Therefore, whoever you are, know yourself to be a dispenser of things of another far greater, and that the privileges granted to you are for a brief and passing use. Cast away then from your soul the pride of power and put on the humility and modesty of a steward. As Christ came to serve, so too would he have you act. Love has been perfected among you in that you are made sons of Abraham, not according to the seed of man, but by the seed of the woman. You are made sons of Abraham, and therefore sons of the promise, not by flesh and blood of humanity, but by the flesh and blood of God. The question you must face then, as children of Abraham and as sons of God, is this. Will you be children of Abraham? Or will you seek to make a name for yourselves? Will you trust in the heritage and promise you have been given? Or will you seek to go your own way? If you are of the faith, if you are children of Abraham according to the promise of God and the blood of Christ, then your faith must be a faith of works. Not in works, mind you, but of works. For the true children of Abraham are not those claiming a birthright, but those claiming hold of a promise in the blood of Christ. The children of Abraham act differently because they have different blood pumping through them. They have the blood of promise, the blood of Christ, working to strengthen and increase faith towards God and love towards the brothers. If you are the children of Abraham, then be the children of Abraham. When it is that you stumble, when it is that you fail, when your works cease and your faith becomes motionless and stagnant, 
then repent. Confess your sins and seek after the mercy of God. For you shall find it and you shall receive it. The Christian does not fear the wrath of God. As St. John writes, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. The Holy Spirit has called you, enlightened you, sanctified you, and placed you upon a new path to walk the way according to the guiding light that is Christ and his word. To walk the way is to live the way. It is to receive your good things as did Dives, but to share them in act, word, and deed with the Lazaruses, your brothers whom you encounter. It is to offer comfort to the distraught, to love the loveless, to follow Christ where he has gone and to do what he has done. You are saved by grace and you have been given faith. Then follow where faith leads you according to this same grace. Walk the way. Live the life and work the works of faith as the true children of Abraham. Amen.